0: friends, and welcome to the very first episode of the By Three Ways Podcast. I am your host, Mr. T. Now, yeah, I pity the fool. I pity the fool who came here hoping for... Uh, sexy stories of FFMs and MMFs and FMs and FMFs or whatever kind of combination you're looking for. Because unfortunately, that is not the kind of podcast that this is going to be. The by three ways I'm talking about are not going to be quite as sexy. If you're looking for sexy stuff, maybe head on over to, uh, Naughty Audio for Men or Strictly Confidential, those podcasts will take care of that kind of business for you. The three ways I'm talking about are the three ways in which I am going to be viewing my life with this lens of bisexuality as a man, a married man, as a father, and as a public school teacher that's where I'm going with this. So if that disappoints you, I am so sorry. Please stick around and see if you can find something of value here, though, because I'm hoping that that's what this does, is give some folks a sense of, um, hey, I see myself in this. All right. So um, I'm going to be using my school name. My kids call me Mr. T. I am not going to use my my full name because while I am out in my personal life and I am out at work, I don't want them to be able to find this. I don't want my middle school students to be able to find this in case I do end up talking about sex, which I'm sure I will be. I'm not planning on talking about anything gratuitous, but sex is a part of life and a part of my life. So, um, that's that. So, I have recently, uh, within the past few months, come to terms with my bisexuality. I have um, pushed it down. I have squashed it. I have tried to drink it away. I have tried to womanize it away. I have tried to do a million things to uh, keep it away from having to be dealt with. Um, I'm going to deal with this more in later episodes, probably the next episode, but for perspective, just so you know, I am a baby bi. I've been out now for just a few months. I've come out to my principal. I've come out to some friends at work. I've come out to um, most of my family. I've come out to my, my kids, um, that being my, uh, my, my biological birth son and my adopted son. I've um, come out to kids in uh, the GSA organization at our school. So I am out there, but I don't want to be Two out there for middle schoolers, if you know what I mean. So I hope you understand that. Um, If you don't, uh, no big, no big. So let's go ahead and start out by addressing some privilege here. Um, I am a cisgender white man, and everything I talk about will be trying to keep that privilege in mind. So if it's offensive in any way, Please let me know by reaching out to me at the buy three ways podcast at gmail.com email address. But that white male privilege, that, that luck of my birth, has provided me with some privilege, and I am going to make sure I do my best to acknowledge that. I also want to acknowledge that uh, bisexual males, bisexuals, uh, 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 on the whole, have been far less marginalized than other groups in the LGBTQIA world. Um, probably based on the fact that we can hide our bisexuality a lot easier than uh, a gay couple walking down the street or a lesbian couple or a trans person, right? You don't know I'm bi unless I tell you because I come walking in with my wife and kids and you're never going to know. Uh, so I want to acknowledge that. That being said, um, there's not a lot out there for us by men. And that's why I s- decided to start this podcast. Because when I was doing some soul searching, I was thinking about um, looking for books to read and, and and podcasts. And there's very little out there. There's some great resources. Like Two Buy Guys is a fantastic podcast. Robin Oaks has written some great books, which we'll talk about later in, in later podcast episodes. But there is not a ton Of uh, material out there for somebody trying to find their way. So I'm hoping that that's what this podcast does, is help somebody find their way by me telling my stories, and in in turn, I get some uh, feeling of catharsis out of it, because I'm going to go into some deep dives on some stuff and how it has affected me throughout my life. Uh, All right, so... This podcast is not going to be research-based. I'm not going to be having expert guests on. It's just going to be me kind of telling my story. So I hope that uh, that falls into uh, place for you. So we are uh, beginning of July 2022 here. A lot going on. I'm going to probably step up on my soapbox a little bit, do my best Dan Savage and uh, rant a little bit and talk about some of the stuff that has been going on in the world. If that's too much for you, please f- fast forward a few minutes um, and we'll get to back into the uh, format of this podcast. But there is no way in the world to not talk a little bit about what's going on with the, the political climate and the, and the um, Supreme Court. I just read an article today that a ten-year-old girl in Ohio will be for uh, a ten-year-old rape victim in Ohio will be forced to have the uh, baby that she was impregnated with in that in that rape. Um, The court told her to view it as an opportunity. Um, That girl is a year to two years younger than the students I teach, and I think about my students having to deal with that. And it just sickens me. Um, I have no idea what the hell people are thinking or why they are thinking it. Uh, sorry about that little doodle loop. I will do my best to get that out of there. Um, just absolutely r- ridiculous. Um, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, uh, taking away the rights that people have to their bodies, um from the party that says they want government out of people's lives is just so hypocritical and scary because you know Obergefell is going next and that means uh, gay marriage and then you know the sodomy laws are going to try to come come back into place because they just started talking, they just passed a uh, school prayer so the separation of church and state's gone so this american taliban this christian taliban is is wreaking some havoc here another article i read was about the um 2020 kentucky teacher of the year out gay male one of the first out gay people to win the uh, state teacher of the year award and he's out of teaching he was harassed out of teaching um that's another reason why I'm here and being out. I think it's time now for me to be out and visible and vocal about who I am and uh, the life that I want to protect. So that's enough of the uh, rant for now. So I'm going to step down off of that soapbox. Boom, boom. I'm going to put away my best Dan Savage. And I'm going to move back on to a little bit of why I'm here. Uh, we just finished up my first Pride Month as an out bisexual man. It was pretty great. Uh, started at the beginning of June with um, buying some buy shirts and a new uh, buy Apple watch band to, to be a little bit subtly out without being too out there. I've got uh, a couple of cute buy shirts that have some subtle buy flags on them. Um, that was a start for me. It was a big, um, a big step um, to be more publicly out in public when I'm out shopping and getting gas and stuff like that. Um, we then went to a pride kickoff at a local brewery, family-friendly drag show. Uh, luckily, no masked uh, crusaders were there trying to break it up because I guess it wasn't at a library. Um, But it was a beautiful experience. Seeing my um, 12-year-old son, my trans 12-year-old son, connect with the the drag queens and drag king uh, as they were performing. And seeing himself reflected in that world was just so powerful. I think back to me being at that age, it's when I really started to struggle and I saw nothing in my life that showed me that anything alternative was okay. So I am so happy that he doesn't have to deal with that. He'll have a whole million other different things to deal with, but uh, that's not going to be one of them. It was one of my big issues. And that's We'll save that for the next episode, but We had a lovely time uh, at the drag show. I've never liked drag. Never understood it. Um, Divine and and polyester and stuff when I was younger. I just didn't get it. Um, I thought it was ridiculous. Um, Maybe I was trying to repress some jealousy or whatever i don't know but i never liked it until my wife explained to me a little bit about it and the fact that back in the day in the 50s even before that no one had other ways to express their uh gender orientation and drag was one way that 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 guys could uh do that in a safe environment and um Without drag queens throwing bricks through windows in New York in 1969, we wouldn't be having Pride anyway. So I found a new, under deeper understanding of it because there was such love in that crowd. The, the performers, the drag queens, were giving love out. The crowd was giving love back. It was just amazing, incredibly moving, especially at the end when the um, the lead performer told everyone about their upbringing and their childhood and their conservative christian childhood and their family disowning them and they said if there is uh anyone out there that feels like that that those drag queens love you unconditionally and it was just beautiful and then driving home we passed a bank that had a um, pride flag out in front of it and we talked about how it was funny that um we're probably going to start seeing, not funny, interesting, that we would probably start seeing and hearing less about Ukraine and more about Pride until July comes along, and then we'd forget about both of them, which is what we assumed that bank would do since they were essentially trying to get more people to um, invest their money with them. But without those drag queens, they wouldn't be having that opportunity. It was a great little opportunity to talk as a family, um, about some pretty powerful stuff. My queer little family it was uh, a pretty great conversation. So, moving on from there, who am I? All right, well, I am, quick drink of water, a oh, hydro homie. I am a mid-50s, cisgender man, uh, unassuming in always I'm just a regular guy um, I am a teacher I have been teaching in uh, socioeconomically disadvantaged uh, public school districts for 24 years in middle school it's a long time I know uh, my brain almost explodes every time I think about it uh, it's a job that I absolutely love it uh, provides me a lot of an out- a lot of outlet it- is also very taxing um at times i have a lovely wife she is absolutely amazing she is cisgender she is queer herself um we've been married since 2006 we've been together a few years before that and every year and through every stage of our lives it just keeps getting better and we get tighter and uh we get more and more deeply in love i have um an adult male son from my first marriage a train wreck of a marriage that I really fully believe was a way to prove I was straight um, we'll talk about that more later in another episode he's a great guy he has had quite the path in getting to where he is today he's got a great job in uh, the mortgage industry talk about resilience this dude has got it um, divorced now in a new relationship and, and being really mature in this relationship and really reflecting on himself and um, how to make that relationship as as powerful as possible, he's a really insightful, reflective person. We have a great relationship, which we mostly foster through text. We do live four hours apart, which is kind of sad, especially through COVID. We have not seen each other as much as we'd like. We do talk on the phone from time to time, but it is more through text these days. And one beautiful part of this relationship is um through my coming out to him, he was able to do some reflecting on his own sexuality and uh is going to spend some time looking at that and reflecting on who he is as a person. Um, and how that reflects his relationship. Another really great thing that came out of that marriage um, is his relationship to his brother, his half-brother. My wife, my ex-wife had um, two children from her first marriage. One of the boys is harder to be close to, but the other brother is... Um, Just another amazing person. Just a spiritual, kind, funny, intelligent, interesting guy. And they have a great relationship. They help each other out a lot. They're really there for each other. And I am amazed at how I can text him and see him uh, once, twice, three times a year and just completely fall right back into the groove of our relationship. I've been divorced from his mother far longer than I was ever married to her, but we are still super close. And that is absolutely amazing to me. I am I'm really, really thrilled by that. And then in uh, my life now, I have, as I, I mentioned, my little, he's going to be 12 this month, Woo! total tweener, uh, my adopted biracial trans son. A lot of labels. God, I hate labels. Uh-huh. Bisexual. Hilarious. Um, he is an amazing person. For the past couple of years, he's been uh, exploring his gender expression, and he is just doing some amazing things. Um, dressing real masculine at times, but he just bought a pair of high-heeled shoes and said, when I asked him, clothes are for whoever wants to wear them. Occasionally still wears some flowery stuff. Um, paints his nails is just who he is unapologetically, and I absolutely love that because that was not an option when I was his age. I would have never, ever, ever been able to do anything like that. Um, I just love this kid uh, so much. We have an awful lot of fun together. We do a lot of activities and uh, are involved uh, with each other a lot really closely and not super worried about the tween years, but, kind of worried about the tween years. So uh, we'll deal with that more in another episode. Uh, when I'm talking more about fatherhood, we'll talk about those boys more as as i as I move on. So, uh, the last lens through which I am going to view my uh, bisexuality is again, that of the public school teacher that said I'm almost I'm coming up on a quarter century in public education and teaching mostly poor black and brown kids um, in public school settings middle schools which a lot of people probably think is crazy and it is kind of crazy there are moments when I say to myself boy what were you thinking but it is a fun job you know I get summers off and I make um a decent living, and I have a lot of fun in my job. Yeah, it can be really challenging and taxing, but it is a fantastic job. I have a lot of opportunities to, to get to know kids and, and help them through things, especially through COVID. I've been focusing a lot more on um, building community and social emotional learning, and that has been a big focus, and it's helped a lot because a lot of kids have been really struggling over the past couple of years. It is uh, one of the most powerful parts of my job. Um, another really powerful part of my job is that I am the co-sponsor of uh, our GSA, and I'm out to the kids in the GSA, and there's a group of about 20 of them, middle schoolers to high schoolers, that come in and get super excited about the opportunity to have a place to um, talk about the things that are bothering them. and how they want to change the world. They want their gender-neutral bathrooms. And we have a little faction doing some research on that to present to the principal. We've got another group talking about uh, how to do some uh, inclusion training for students and help uh, others feel safer within the school, even though we are in a pretty safe environment. One big reason why I decided that now was the time to come out and create this podcast and get the GSA going is I've been reflecting on uh, an alum who died by suicide a couple years ago, and I think about some clues, some signs, some things I noticed about him and the last year that he was in our school. And we had a good relationship. It was very surface level. But we had a good relationship and we would talk. But he was really struggling, acting out, alcohol, violence, all kinds of things. And um, when we were at his funeral, a colleague asked me if I thought he was gay. And I had never considered that before. But thinking about it now and the, the puzzle pieces that fell into place after thinking about that, I thought, dang... I had no one in my education that had any kind of alternative gender expression or sexuality until I was in college. If this kid would have had one person, That he could have talked to outside his family. Because I kind of can, thinking that he had the same kind of toxic masculinity issues in his home that I had in mine. If he would have known he could have came to talk to me about this, maybe things would have been turned out different for him. I have no proof of that, and I'm not blaming myself, but I'm sure not gonna allow that opportunity to ever happen again. If I can do something to help a kid work through the things that they are working through and come to terms with themselves and come to peace with themselves and their gender and expression and their sexuality, then that's what I'm going to do. Standards be damned. Test scores be damned. I am here to help kids. And if that's one way I can do it, then that's fantastic. I will be super excited about that. So, that's going to be this podcast in a nutshell. I want to look at my life in the view of those three lenses. And hopefully, within my looking at my life in those three lenses, some folks out there are going to see themselves in it or be able to look into my world and maybe have a little bit more empathy for, for others in their world. Or maybe it'll be a a, a way to allow some folks to enter into this little world uh, and explore it for themselves. In in language arts instruction, we talk about books being windows, sliding glass doors, and mirrors. I hope that this is a mirror for some people, that they see themselves oh, maybe that that sliding door opens as they're looking through and they're able to go in and explore this on their own. I'm hoping that people get what they need out of it. I'm not sure if I mentioned earlier, but as this podcast is going to be based on this cisgender male's perspectives, I don't want people to think that if they are not cisgender male that I don't want them listening. Um, I hope you find something here. But I'm not necessarily going to be speaking about lesbianism or even gays or trans uh, folks specifically. I'm just going to be looking at all these things through my lens. So I hope this doesn't feel exclusionary because I don't want that to be the case. Everyone is welcome to listen. Uh, but I, don't, I can't really talk about uh, those other things because I know nothing about them. All I'm going to talk about is my life. As I in- interact with the world through these lenses and I read new and different things, I am going to hopefully share some of that with people in this podcast. Um, if you need to get a hold of me, please send me an email at buy3waypodcast at gmail.com. I'll be setting up an Instagram for this account. Uh, who knows? Maybe even a TikTok. <laughs> yeah, right, because I tech like a boomer. Um, maybe even a Facebook page. We'll see. I'm not super sure. I'm going to try to keep these episodes relatively short, like this one, and I'm going to try to drop them on a regular basis. Doodle loop. I need to get rid of that doodle loop. Again, tech like a boomer right here, this guy. Um, So I'll probably be recording the second episode relatively soon, maybe within the next couple of days and getting it dropped for you, especially since now I am on summer break. Yeah, I'm going to kick back, relax, take some naps, do a little camping, do a little work around the house and enjoy myself. One of the best parts of teaching, by the way, So I hope that between now and the next episode that you take care of yourself, that you realize that you are valid, that you deserve to be seen, that you deserve to be happy, you deserve recognition for who you really are because you really are something. And your sexuality is valid and important as you are. So, all right, time to say bye. Bye See you next time.